We are live. Well, of course, uh, you know, on patreon.com slash blind Mike, we'll have all our regularly, regularly scheduled programming this week. But as far as uh, the free episodes go, this is our September 11th, 20th anniversary spectacular. <laughs> our last episode before the big day. So we're going to have all sorts of wacky guest stars. Uh, Steve Renazizi, uh, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani will be calling in today. Robert O'Neill. Yes. Well, he, he'd be acceptable, even I, though I know he's a Republican, but <laughs> I would love to interview that guy. He's still he's still all right, though. Or do people hate him? He's they hate him, but it's I mean, they know they can't kind of. Uh, yeah. Like of all the people you can't call bullshit on the guy that put a, yeah. a few bullets in bin Laden's face. <laughs> he, he does test them, though. He's like getting shit faced at events. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he's the he's the Forrest Gump of the military. It's unbelievable. Well, Forrest Gump was kind of the Forrest Gump of the military, wasn't he? No, he was the Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump was like everywhere in history. This dude was like uh, uh, Operation uh, Red Wing. He was on the he was where Marcus Luttrell got stuck. The Lone Survivor movie. Mm-hmm. He was he was part of the the crew that went to like rescue him. He was on the boat. For, um, oh, for, really? Uh, yeah, he was on the boat for Captain Phillips. Really? Yeah, he wasn't one of the shooters. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. He wasn't one of the shooters, but he was there. And then, oh, okay. and then he shot Bin Laden in the face. <laughs> quite, quite uh, the resume. Well of, <laughs> well, of course, if you believe that hoax. Yeah, that's what he's talking about on Twitter today. By the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, he was like making fun of people who think he shot a body double. <laughs> I've heard. Hey, him. maybe he, maybe he was fooled. Who knows? He goes, he goes. There's literally a picture out there of me holding his skull together for the autopsy picture. <laughs> yeah, why don't we? I wish we could see that. I do you too. Know? I do fun. too. That would be awesome. <laughs> of all the people that just see their brains flopping out, that guy would be awesome. Uh, Joe listed a bit about Forrest Gump, where he says, uh, you know, Forrest Gump is mentally challenged. How did his mother allow him to sign up for the military? That's what that movie should have been about. <laughs> it really should have been. <laughs> We find this lady who allowed this poor bastard to sign up and go to war. It's incredible, the shit that, and like Jenny just like fucking pulling him along everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like, ah, he's a little odd. It's like, no, he's clearly mentally challenged. Yeah, you know, he's got, he's got, uh, she's got AIDS and she's like, I'll throw him one. Yeah. I'm well, useless. She's like, I'm useless now. Good for Forrest. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, the only reason I brought that up to start the show is we were just watching. Um, I think all, I think every streaming service, except for probably Disney, has their uh, 9-11 documentary coming out this month, I would imagine. <laughs> Disney probably has one too. That'd be fun. What a whimsical <laughs> take on it they must have. Yeah, it's made for kids. It's like Tweety Bird flying a plane. <laughs> <laughs> the buildings talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just going, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think HBO has what well, HBO is the Spike Lee one, right? That was controversial. They took Spike Lee out of it or something. Well, he took shit out of it. I don't know what. But I guess he edited it. He did. I find that hard. I think it was HBO. I, I Spike Lee, I don't agree with everything he says, but I kind of respect him. Like, it seems like he does not give a fuck. Spike Lee, 9-11 edits, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they may have said he took it out, but I would be very surprised. Spike Lee removes conspiracists from his documentary. Conspiracists? Is yeah. that how you would say them? That's what it says. Conspiracists. C-O-N-S-P-I-R-A-C-I-S-T-S. Conspiracists. Conspiracists. That hits the ear wrong. It doesn't sound right. Didn't feel good to say, honestly. Conspiracists. Conspiracists. Hmm. 
That's yeah. the real mystery. That's what the documentary should be. Let's solve this issue. Who can say this? Almost. It's like some 12 year old Indian kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we're wa- so uh, I watched the first two episodes of The Turning Point on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. I mean, you know, um, I, it's been uh, covered to death, dare I say. But uh, it, it is certainly uh, very good, I think. And it's interesting because I'm watching it with Alba. And it's funny because it's kind of like watching the David Tyree game with a Giants fan, you know, <laughs> a different, different perspective, I guess. I don't, what, what is that show about? What the turning point? Yeah. It's a documentary about nine 11. Oh, <laughs> I got you saying that. Yeah. She's a foreign Muslim. Do I have to walk you through this? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I follow. I follow. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in the country at the time. So it's kind of, you know. It's like, hey, we got you guys there. Where was your defense on that one? Hey. I guess. <laughs> the one time uh, you could say this country was actually racist and unified was right after. Oh, this. <laughs> God. Well, the whole time they have those. I mean, I'm sure if you've watched anything on 9-11, you've seen a million of these where they have the news clips where they're talking to fucking, uh, you know. Joe construction worker down at the job site. <laughs> yeah. And he, let's bomb those fucking savages. And it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. The, the TH slur was uh, thrown out a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even as I said that, I was like, do I drop this one? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, but I, I didn't pull the trigger. But that's what they were all like. That was everyone at the time. And I was all I was thinking is like. Imagine if you're watching this documentary now and you're like, Ooh, I wish they didn't throw me in there. <laughs> really wish that died. <laughs> Kirk 5k is curious if Alba gets pulled out of line at airport security a lot. I mean, her name is a, an abomination. It's it just, <laughs> is, you know, you got to marry her just to save the syllables. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alba hijacker might as well be what it says on her passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah her name and you with the cane and the glasses that's gonna go well in an airport right especially i look like i could be some kind of you know undercover you know yeah i've seen i've seen you driving a lot of humvees this, in, on twitter recently <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah i'm always surprised that people haven't uh tracked down Alba, and then I realized it's pr- they probably don't have enough consonants on their keyboard to find her name. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But no, I made that. I made the uh, uh, a similar joke to the David Tyree one to her, and uh, this is this part is true. She said, "You Americans really love to poke the bear, don't you?" <laughs> 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 Which is maybe the most horrifying sentence I've ever heard. I was like, "Oh, she's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't want any trouble." <laughs> She's just like, she just practices by knocking over kids like sand castles. Like, <laughs> that was their big thing, yeah. As, as kids, yeah. Oh, you'll be, you'll be good. It's I did. Um, I remember. Maybe it was the fifteenth anniversary or something. Uh, watching Khalil Mack. Uh, like I, I was watching ESPN like Sunday NFL Countdown or something on one of the anniversaries of September 11th. And Khalil Mack was on there at the height of uh, Khalil Mack. Like he was in his prime. And uh, he was talking about his experience on 9-11. And he talked about how he was in fifth grade. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a, a sad recounting. And I thought, my God, I was also in fifth grade. Oh, yeah, he's just. <laughs> and look at what Khalil Mack has done with his life. Yeah. <laughs> versus me. 
He's that on, was really that, that's the saddest takeaway from that uh, horrible day. He's on the Bears now, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forget who that just happened with, but I was like, oh man, this person's going to be an all time. Gr-. I forget who it was I was looking at, and I saw that they were like three years younger than me, and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Bryce Harper's younger yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah, that might have yeah. actually someone like that. Yeah. Like Shohei Otani, you know, like that dude is like eight years younger than me. What the fuck is this? <laughs> well, pretty much, I just turned thirty, so pretty much anyone who is in their prime in sports is younger than me right now. Oh, it's so gross. It is so gross. Um, I remember. Tell me if you tell me if you can top this uh, douche meter scale that I'm working with here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was in fifth grade on nine eleven, and uh, from that day to the end of the school year. Every day in homeroom, we started with the Pledge of Allegiance, as we always did. Uh, but then, for the rest of that year, we also sang Lee Greenwood's I'm Proud to Be an American. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, I, who is this healing? <laughs> that is that is weird. It was very weird. <laughs> I don't like and that. even like, you know, even as fifth graders by, you know, November, we were like, all right, we're pretty much done with this. No, I mean, I like that song. Don't get me wrong. That could fire anyone up at the right time. But I mean, I guess not in a classroom when you're a fucking 12. Yeah. <laughs> we were all together back then, though. It was a lot more. I wonder now, like, you know, Lewis is asking for a verse. I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free and I hope won't forget the man who died. Won't forget the men who died that gave that right to me and as I, I proudly stand, stand up next to you. <laughs> and I forget again. Defender to the day. Stick in my mind. <laughs> there ain't no doubt I love this land. That clip, uh, that clip could get us canceled now, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're nationalists Loving now. Loving this country. Fuck. <laughs> Goddamn nationalists. I do wonder, that's what I was about to say, is I wonder if, like, if that happened now, <laughs> I mean, it sounds sick to say, obviously, but would half the country be like, oh, we deserved it. <laughs> oh, definitely. We had it coming. <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. I don't know if it would have unified us in the same way. Uh, I mean... Remember Bush was firing strikes. We were fucking <sighs> Chen USA. Was that not the best first pitch ever? Those were the days, man. <laughs> he threw this big hook and curveball right down the pipe, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> we should have been in this documentary. I know. <laughs> Maybe Craig's in episode four. I haven't gotten any. <laughs> Me and Cullen, I'm just, he's like, yeah, when I was in the dugout and I'm like, dude, that just, that was just a sick pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the so the first baseball game I ever went to was uh, I remember it was Red Sox Tigers I think, and Derek Lowe made his first start out of the bullpen. He used to be the Red Sox closer. Yep. And I think in September they started working him as a starter. And um, uh, so it was like September twenty second or twenty third, something like that. And it was one of their first games back. And I remember thinking like as a ten year old like oh boy this could be some. Mm-hmm. Shaky ground around here. <laughs> like, what if they, you know, like, yeah, I feel you did have that thought for a while anytime you went into a crowded place. Like, eh, they might be after us. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, the, like, uh, I've said in the past, the, the DC sniper had me like that. And those Paris bombings, it's like, well, they just fucking hitting everything. 
Yeah. I wonder, uh, I mentioned Steve Renazizi earlier, and he fascinates me. Oh, that poor fucking guy. <laughs> because, yeah, at this point, I feel like uh, bad for him because he's just a guy that told all. I didn't, you know, hurt anyone at the end of the day. It's a weird, weird thing to do. Yep. And it's pretty shitty to, you know, kind of steal, uh, um, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Someone's valor. Steal the plight of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steal valor from that. <laughs> um, but the weirdest thing to me with that sort of shit is like, I understand the idea of like exaggerating or building something up in your mind. But what I've never gotten is like telling a story like that where he wasn't even there. It, I, like he wasn't close to being there. He didn't even work in that building. And he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Uh, That's just, true. He just uh, went, oh, no, I actually lied like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you take that. <laughs> you have to take that to your uh, your grave. Yeah, Killer Kowalski said that the roast battle of him is all time. It really is. Versus uh, Sam Mar- I saw Sam Merrill this weekend. How was he? He was good. Oh, that's why you tweeted that out. Yeah, it was actually a line. He, like, he said that like as a joke. That he's underappreciated? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I seconded it. I agreed. His Twitter but, uh, followers like doubled in the last six months. Would you follow that very closely? Well, no, because I was trying to get him. Uh, I couldn't. I was try, I've been trying to get him on the show. Ooh, which show? This one. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, what would he do on my show? <laughs> hey, hey, dude, do you like to call your friends gay? <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that in a second, by the way. But <laughs> my thing with Ren is easy is like that. I want I'd like to talk to. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's talked about it to death. I can't imagine he's going to want to do this podcast to talk about it. But I'd love to talk to Steve Ren and just ask like, hey, man, like I'm not offended by it. I'm just genuinely curious how you get into the mindset of making up a story that didn't come close to happening. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can kind of get like where I would think if you were there, maybe exaggerating your experience, but the idea of just being like, yeah, I was there. It's like, no, you weren't. I can't even imagine that really. Did, did he say, like anything particularly crazy in his story, I thought it was more or less like uh, he was there and he had to like run out of the city, and that was the well, story. That, that to me is even odder. Well, it happened to like a shitload of people. I, yeah, but not him. No, I know, but I'm saying like he didn't say anything like I was right below where the plane hit and I had to run. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's kind of my point. Is I can I can even like I've met people uh, that kid Garrison that we've talked about. Yeah. Well, I feel like we should still do an episode about um, at some point. We have to find that as podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'll find it. Um, but that kid was like a pathological liar. So the stories he told were this these fantastical uh, imaginations of what he would like his life to be. Whereas Steve Renazizi was like, ah, yeah, I had this mild experience on a crazy day that didn't happen. That's what I'm saying is like crazy. Like uh, you mentioned, Cullen. Like, that's a pathological thing. Whereas Steve Renazizi has this one story that's not that amazing that he lied about. Right. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm gripped by. But we'll never really know the answer. Did it get him a foot in the door acting-wise? Like, what was the, what was the benefit? See, I don't think so. Well, I mean, maybe, but I never knew that story about him until he got canceled for it. 
And I think that's the case with most people. I don't think like no one watched the league and was like, uh, Hey, do you know this guy was in nine 11? <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like where Pete Davidson, it's, he's very, so like, cause uh, people made jokes about his dad and everything. Like it's, he's very associated with it. Whereas Steven is easy. I don't think ever was. I guess I, it's I just, guess it's a very, we- I guess the telltale sign of Craig was not listening. It's it's a weird, it's a I don't I mean, what else is there to say on it? It's just like a weird fucking thing. All right, I'll stop talking about it. Then. No, no, no. <laughs> not what I meant. My God, sorry, sorry to bother you. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain's mush. What are the commenters saying? I know that's what you were doing. No, it's not. I was just I had to listen. I had to. I was sneakily listening to my kids because my wife is currently painting, and I just have to make sure nothing breaks. Yeah, that painting is a big thing in your house now, huh? Yeah, yes, it is. Studio is What's gonna be- deal with that. Am I not supposed to say what that was? You said? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the details. Or else I would have okay. tweeted it. Wow. But she's leaving horrible messages for me on the walls. Yes. There are some uh, some art projects around the the Craig household. <laughs> but the uh, the stu- aside from the floor, the studio will be done by tomorrow. So this the studio. It, it is. It's actually moving, falling into place. Yeah, we'll, like I said. We'll see. Will Mike ever be part of this program again? I don't fucking know. He was. We were supposed to. We're not doing a very good show this week. Um, sorry, people. Sorry. Oh, what a loss. Yeah, podcasting world took a hit. Well, you know, it's best if the, if uh, last week it was your last episode. It's best you go out on a high note. I always. <laughs> it was. I was self aware. It was terrible. Why we're recording? Just How can you really top that episode? I was thinking. <laughs> so I'm glad you're not doing one this week. You need a you need a, a week for everyone to cool down from laughter. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> you, know, you know when you're laughing so hard your stomach hurts. I think people are going to need the whole week to you know catch their breath. Uh, yeah, Mike, Mike's on vacation and we were supposed to record this morning at like seven to accommodate Mm. for him. And I was like, uh, no. And then, uh, Matt's moving. So he wasn't able to come again. So I was like, fuck it. And I'm, I'm doing this shit. So just forget it. I like that. Uh, the hero in Craig's mind is him when in reality, Mike said, Hey, let's record at seven. And Craig said, "Uh, that's too early for me. Well, no, I was painting. (laughs) What's with this painting? It's a big room, dude. <laughs> it's a big room. The ceilings are fucking like 12 feet tall. Eh, who needs it? I mean, you know, I understand. Maybe I don't uh, appreciate the visual aspects of rooms enough, but I always think just leave it as it is, you know? Yeah, I mean. Let the walls chip. <laughs> it's nice, smooth plaster. It's nice. It's going to look right. good. Well, uh, yeah, there may be a call to action, by the way. I may be looking for a mic replacement. So if anyone's interested, let me oh, know. Oh, shit. So PGA, clip that and tag them, please, if you're here. I mean, what else am I going to do? We wait for the Oh, maybe someday it's, it's, Mike will grace us with his presence. It's fucking annoying, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's where I live. That's, that's It's like I got, you know, I get the, I get the same runaround from trying to book Ari Shafir on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> I don't think they quite have the same standing <laughs> in the podcasting business. Uh, Lewis says the relaughables is going to be great. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's called. I have a feeling I may not be able to shake that other name, but yeah, I mean, we, well, well, we trudge through it regardless. It can be like the, the, you know how there's titles and then subtitles. We'll make that the subtitle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'll be the that's, uh, Relaughables is whether you can call the listeners of that podcast Yeah, yeah 
Maybe, I guess. <laughs> relaffers or some shit. <laughs> With our relaffers. <laughs> um, well, we've got uh, some things to get into today. But first, I do want to tell you guys about our friends at tutors.com, which if you haven't checked it out yet, I mean, what are you doing? Um, the best way to do it is to enter promo code Mike at checkout. That's my name, M-I-K-E. If you go to tutors.com to check out uh, all their cannabis and hemp-related products, whether it be the uh, Delta 8 gummies, the disposable vapes, uh, which I've tried, uh, or any of their other fine products. these are, We were talking about uh, September 11th a minute ago, and, you know, kidding aside, if you support tutors.com, then you are supporting a uh, veteran-owned business. Both these guys served in Afghanistan, uh, so you're supporting veterans, you're supporting people who support this show, and you're supporting the Blind Mike Project itself. So go check out tutors.com, enter promo code Mike, and uh, if you're like me and deal with anxiety, then uh, honestly, it's a much better social lubricant uh, you've seen how I, you may have seen how I behave on uh, alcohol. Not so pretty. Uh, but with the products you can find at tutors.com, it's a much better experience. You know, I may get a little space here, but that's, that's to be expected. It's, uh, but it does calm my anxiety. And uh, the, the taste is much better than you. I've noted that before, that the taste is much better than you get with uh, other weed products. It is uh, with the promo code Mike, you get 10% off and free shipping because it's federally legalized hemp. So anywhere you are in this uh, great nation, you can check out twotours.com or if you're in middle Tennessee, check out their retail location um, and just whisper into my name to the cashier, I suppose. Uh, so twotours.com promo code M-I-K-E at checkout. Um, did you see, uh, uh, Mulaney's in some, he's trending again. <laughs> yep. For his dick game he's, though. This guy, this guy can't get out of controversy. <laughs> or box. He's always in box. Oh, he's swimming in muff. This guy. <laughs> oh man. Good for, good for John Mulaney, I suppose. So, um, but if you, <laughs> you know, you can even uh, see if you pull up the Twitter reaction, what people are saying right now, because if John Mulaney is still a trending topic, um, that could be kind of interesting. Because the reason I mentioned it is, if you haven't seen, I woke up this morning and John Mulaney was trending. Uh, I thought maybe it's because he's wrapping up his uh, stint in Boston or something. I didn't know what it was. Uh, but it turns out that rumors are swirling that Olivia Munn is pregnant and it's John Mulaney's. And to me, I don't give a fuck about that. If John Mulaney's having a kid and he's happy with Olivia Munn or, or unhappy, who gives a fuck? Uh, good for them. I hope it's healthy and uh, wealthy and wise. But the reaction he gets from uh, some of his fans is so like I'm a John Mulaney fan, but I think the model John Mulaney fan is like a young hipster, very woke uh, that thinks like John Mulaney's cool, you know? Yeah. Cause he comes off as sort of a, uh, for a like kind of a, you know, nerdy white guy in a suit. He comes off as kind of like a rebel <laughs> for that crowd, I guess. It's cause he, he tells dick jokes, but he, uh, you know, abides by their politics. Yeah. But he doesn't really, uh, he, he went through a phase. I mean, he's, he's certainly a liberal guy, but he's also like, I mean, he's talked about uh, drugs and alcohol and um, like one thing I saw was one criticism I saw was uh, John Mulaney started the trend of, quote, I love my wife, 
look like it looks like that's coming back to bite him in the ass. What? It's like I think he loved his wife at the time and wrote material about it, and maybe they fell out of love, or maybe he was on a fucking bender and something happened, and now he's doing right by Olivia Munn. I have no idea what happened, nor do I care. It's just always amazing to me that people get so up in arms about other people's like, sex lives and personal business. It appears that uh, everyone thinks this is a mess. That's It is still trending, by the way. Well, what are some of the more drastic reactions, if you if you have them? Actually, I think they were in that article. But I saw this picture a few days ago of Olivia Munn, mm-hmm. and I, I had quote-tweeted it ready, and I was like, why does she have the same body type as me? And then I just erased it, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll let that one slide. Yeah, I mean, well, that's uh, the New York Post headline was like, uh, Olivia Munn leaves house in sweatpants. Right, without boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without boyfriend. Which, first of all, what country is this that that's news? Um, she left the house without her owner, <laughs> without uh, her keeper. L says, "How is my timeline not wall to wall meltdowns at the revelation that Olivia Munn is pregnant?" Yeah, that's that is the appropriate response. People should be melting down over this. Uh, that John Mulaney came inside Olivia Munn. <laughs> you should have a meltdown. <laughs> Uh, love to see Olivia Munn is pregnant. People are so fucking weird about John Mulaney and treating him like a baby. <laughs> so yeah, I guess he's it a is, it's, it's very weird. It's weird how people are reacting to Mulaney. I guess because he's such a clean cut guy that people didn't expect there to be any. I mean, he's. Demons? I mean, all his dirty laundry is out there. The clean cut image can go out the fucking window. <laughs> he's a cokehead in a booze bag. <laughs> yeah, but what, but my point is. He didn't present present himself as this crazy clean cut guy. Now he might have lied about um, when he was so like the timeline of sobriety. Yeah, but that's what drug addicts do. Correct. Uh, so John Mulaney presented himself as a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Drug. He has a bit about going to the doctor to lie to get prescribed Xanax. Right. Like he's not this crazy. He's not someone who's never talked about these issues, which is why I think it's weird that you're seeing all these tweets like, oh, well, John Mulaney lied about who he was and now he gets what he deserves. It's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> he this was like that was like a few specials ago, too. Like it wasn't the last one. Right. Uh, yeah, it was early on in his career. Uh, streets are saying Olivia Munn, who's dating John Mulaney, is pregnant. Oh my fucking god, I will die. I feel so bad for his ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the best one I saw that's on the side of normalcy is, uh, hey, uh, you're not friends with John Mulaney, nor are you friends with his ex. Stop acting like you're outraged by this. <laughs> if Olivia... We, we have no idea what happened. Maybe they had an open marriage. Who the fuck knows? No shit. Because apparently... It doesn't seem like it's getting nasty. Not between them, no. She said, uh, you know, I'm sorry that John decided to end our marriage. So didn't he, she didn't even seem particularly broken up about it. <laughs> well, she probably you know? got a nice fat bag. Oh, yeah. If Olivia Munn is actually pregnant, I'm going to lose some respect for you, Mulaney. Why you got to do your ex-wife like that after having continuous stand-up material about her? <laughs> like, what the fuck is that one? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess maybe lose a little respect for him if he cheated on his wife. But, like, why do I give a shit? You know, we don't know their relationship. Fucking Tom Brady did the same thing. Yep. Tom Brady knocked up Bridget Moynihan and skedaddled on out of there. He sure did. Left her a nice uh, severance, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, I told you Mulaney uh, had the joke when I saw him a couple weeks ago. It seemed, I'm guessing when you go through divorce uh, proceedings that maybe you can't directly talk about it. Yeah. Or maybe he just never will. I have no idea. But he said he had some joke where he uh, prefaced it with uh, uh, me and a lawyer going through my assets. It doesn't matter why. (laughs) So I don't know if he can't talk about it or just isn't ready yet or what. Oh, she's taking him to task then. And I imagine she's uh, she's going to get a few bucks out of the deal. I would say he's got enough now. Yeah, but I, you never like to lose half of it. Nothing makes me more angry than going back and listening to Kumia talk about his divorce. Yeah, well, he that's the one where I learned uh, the term. What was it? Uh, Cash. Future, future potential assets or, so, or future potential earnings. Yeah, and that she cashed every check and on the back it said uh, cashed under protest. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she would say that just uh, because she did try to take him for more money after it was over. Yeah. So she would say, make it seem like it wasn't what she agreed to, but she cashed it out of protest because she had to. But yeah, basically, if you have a good lawyer, if uh, Anna Marie Tendler, John Mulaney's ex-wife, has a good lawyer, they'll say like, hey, yeah, he has this much money now. But if he continues on this trajectory, how much will he be making in 10 years as a stand-up? So she should get half of that as That's well. such horseshit. It's yeah. wild. It doesn't make any sense to me if... So it makes sense in the world of... Uh, you know, Mad Men when Don Draper went to work and uh, Betty Draper wasn't allowed to leave the fucking house. She had to take care of the kids. And then uh, Draper's slinging his dick everywhere. And then when they get divorced, Betty has nowhere to go. She can't just go out into the working field. That I understand. Right. But if it's like two fully able-bodied people that have no kids where uh, one is making significantly more money, I don't even get a Here's a uh, farewell check. That I don't understand at all. Isn't Dr. Dre's wife getting like 250 grand a month? That was maybe the saddest because Dr. Dre became a billionaire. Yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 not anymore. Which you're still a hundred millionaire, but I mean, it's got to, it's still got to hurt all the same. It's so fucking dumb. And like you said too, with the kids and uh, that was the, that was Kumi again. That was a big thing is she had like a six figure job. Before, like what she was trying to claim was that without her, he wouldn't have had his job with Opie. Right. Which is fucking preposterous. I can't imagine how that's possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't wind know. Beneath his wings. I think, I think she was trying to play like the, I put the radio on this one time and he heard it and called in and started doing his wacky bits. And like, well, even, so even the idea of like she was, uh, you know, supportive and inspirational or whatever, supportive of him, uh, whatever it might be. I don't think that's worth half the money. No. You know, like, like what if a buddy of yours is, is very supportive. All right. You don't have cutting him half your check every week. I understand like child support. Of course. Yeah. That's different. But that's, I think that should only go to court if you prove to be a shit bag and you're not going to help. I think you should just, yeah. you know, divorce, give it a shot. And then if you're not helping out, you know, a fair amount with the kids, then your wife right. can like bend you over a barrel. It shouldn't be like, yeah. you just get half the shit. Yeah. Like when, 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 uh, my parents got divorced, we were pretty, uh, um, I, certainly lower middle class, but maybe even less than that at the time. 
And then like, um, and uh, my stepdad was the same way when we met him. And then over time, he started making a little more money. We moved in a nicer house and everything. And I remember my dad still dropping off uh, checks to that house. And he was always furious. Now, maybe it's something you shouldn't have complained about to your kid, which is a different argument. Definitely. But I do get the pain it would cause to go to a brand spanking new house and leave a check as you're driving in your fucking Toyota Camry. Yeah. <laughs> he just pulled, there's a gate. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> you, need, yeah. you need my 200 bucks, you bitch. <laughs> At that point, it's definitely about just like, fuck you. Right? It's gotta be, yeah. Like, these two people just want to stick it to each other, I guess. Right? Like, I always assume if uh, if my wife leaves me, will be... It seems like it might happen. Yeah, could be. Will be amicable, I think, in my head. She does not strike me as a person who would be disgusting like that. Oh, they never do, Craigster. They never I do. I mean, I've definitely seen people, uh, you know, be that way prior. Yeah, I, well, I always wonder, because I'm same thing here. Like, I don't think if me and Alba, unless something crazy happened, like if then, you know, uh, some unforeseen event happens, I think if we ever broke up, it would be a pleasant enough experience, amicable. But that's got to be what everyone says, right? No one sees the the destruction that they're in when they're in it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in that situation, usually. I mean, I've seen uh, friends go towards divorce. Yeah. And even before that, I'm like, this person will fuck them if they ever get divorced. And then it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but maybe you're just, uh, you know, blind to it when you're in the. Oh, no. Maybe I'm blind to it right now. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I'm not married. I can get out. There's time. Um, so I, uh, my, my brother-in-law, I have a question. I don't know if this might not be weird. I think it's kind of weird. All right. So uh, my brother-in-law who lives across the street uh, has a 16-year-old black lab who, by all estimations, is like four years past where it should have gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, this is the weird part. Today at five, it's getting put down. Well, that's a fun little, are you guys having a party? I'm Well, after this, I'm going to say goodbye. He's a great dog, but she's not doing well. Um, okay. is that weird to be like? Oh, incredibly weird. I okay. thought you were leading to something. I, I thought you knew that was weird and we were leading to something else. Well, they're like, yeah, you know, we, uh, booked someone to come. Put her like give her the jab while she's in her own bed and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, what? well, that I don't think is weird. No. I think it's normal to say to have because they that's the process they go through, right? There is kind of a time that you set up and bring the dog in or whatever. I didn't know you do it in your own house. I didn't know you did it in your own house, and I also think it's weird to invite guests. I'm 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 not going to be there for it. Like, what are you going to say? Are you actually going to say goodbye? Well, I really like that dog. I'm just going to go be like, what's oh, his name? Casey. Her. All right, Casey. Oh, the memories you and I have shared. <laughs> but I was like, uh, this dog probably. Remember that tug of war we had? <laughs> I always let you win. Now, you know I was stronger than you, but Did I think you knew it on some level. <laughs> this dog's been pretty blind for a while, too. Like, you two get along, I think. Oh, well, now I feel sympathy for <laughs> But uh, this dog probably should have got put down like a week ago, too. And, like, I guess they were booked. <laughs> like, it's just fucking strange. Well, <laughs> rest in peace, Casey, I suppose. It's probably dead right now, right? Could be. Five o'clock tonight is the thing, but I mean, it might not make it. What are you guys doing? Having like a candlelit vigil? I'm not going to be there for it. I have no oh, idea. Well, what's at five? 
that's when the 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 Doctor Death's coming to the house. Oh, so that is the ceremony. So he is doing it. Yeah. So what are you? What part are you going to be there for? I'm just going to go like right as we're done with this. <laughs> just be like, oh, you're going er before. Yeah, I'm not going to be there for that. It's going to be a fucking sad I mess. Thought, <laughs> so I thought it was like an after party. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was. That's a little sick. <laughs> no, that. Uh, it's at five today. Like the dog can't even walk. It's got, it's like sick. <laughs> Why are you guys? I do think it's just as weird to go over there and say goodbye to the dog. Honestly, I see the dog every day. I mean, day. I get, I'm not one of these. Uh, I'm sure if I have a dog, I will get emotional when it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine going over there and say, you know, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Well, I've seen this dog basically every day for the last seven years. Are you gonna say something to him? No. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? I mean, it's not going to understand me. I'll probably talk in like puppy voice. And be like, beep, 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 you know, I'd be like that whole shit. Oh, oh who's going to die? <laughs> who's about to die? <laughs> who's counting his last breaths? <laughs> Did you want an ice cream? Too bad. <laughs> hey, you can, feed him, you can bring him some chocolate. Yeah, the the uh, the fucking. Yeah, I think that's the one way to go out. The yeah. Th- uh, I forget how it was worded, but it was it was worded very weird. Like, uh, uh, yeah, they're going to get the shot, and then the dog overdoses and dies. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It's a heroin party. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is, I mean, in a way. that what uh, You ever hear Stan Hope's bit about his mom? Yeah. The, like the assisted suicide, basically? Yeah. I think the dog version of that is you bring over some Hershey's and fucking uh, M&M's. Let them go to town. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was just going to go get like an ice cream cone from McDonald's and be like, what's up, Casey? Here you go. Yeah. Let him him experience all the things he was never able to. Because I have a theory that, uh, you know how, have you heard that like, uh, like right before you die, apparently your brain sets off all these endorphins. Okay. I think when people say they quote went to heaven or some shit when they temporarily yeah. die, it's yeah. their it's their dream state. Well, sure. You oh, you don't think they actually went to heaven? I don't know. I've had a tough time <laughs> believing lately, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So I'm gonna go give the dog ice cream right before it gets the shot. So like me and this dog are playing catch for the rest of its life. You know what I mean? Afterlife. Isn't that fun? Secure my spot. I'm sure that's what it wants to remember for the rest of his life. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that dog is thinking right now. Oh, I wish I had more time with Craig. I will say I'll be more broken up when, when FUD goes, but, you know. When I imagine this poor Casey is right now in a lot of pain. Yes. And is like, ah, I'm not, I'm not ready to go yet. And then they invited you over. So it would be like, all right, that's enough. Let's <laughs> exactly. wrap the, where's the doctor? Let's exactly. wrap this thing up. Exactly. I'm going to see this asshole again. <laughs> That's the thing, too. It's like, this dog, if if it was like human years, would be like 120. A black lab's supposed to live to like 12. Yeah, just snap its neck. Oh, God. You know? Probably do it itself if I walk in the what door. Kind of, what, what are they paying this, doc, this fucking snake oil salesman? I don't know. I'll be able to let you know on Tuesday. You could just bring the old, uh, you know, bring the old gun over there. Take care of business. Hmm. That's what I say. Old yeller, this thing. Which one should I grab? <laughs> what 
whatever. I don't know. Whatever puts it out of his misery quicker. Yeah, there's so many options because one, you know, could potentially put everyone else in the room in danger. One might not do the job on one shot. You know. Oh, I see. This guy. <laughs> the dog cop. Loaded to the teeth, this guy. I am. If shit goes down, dude, you got to come over. You'll be fine. I'll put I'll put you just, just hey just take me. I'll put you near the I'll put you you're in charge of the front door. Anyone that comes in just I'll give you the shotgun because I'll ID you, them. Yeah, you don't really need, you know. You're supposed to be here. You can you can be pretty off on your aim with a shotgun and still, you know, get the job done. Oh good. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Blind people can own guns, by the way. I mean, which is very, I would be adamantly against that if they asked me, but hey, Everyone get, has the right to bear arms, buddy. I suppose. It just seems like, you know. Unless you're in Massachusetts, those fucks make you pay a hundred bucks a year for a goddamn license. Fuck Massachusetts. Yeah, you tell them. And, and I think if that's if you're out of state and if you're in state, it's like two, two years. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. That was a pretty natural uh, uh, lead in from John Mulaney's divorce to, to murdering dogs. <laughs> I think that was the, a lot of podcasts will be having that exact same. <laughs> you know what, Mike? Dogs are discussion. Dogs are often a big topic in divorce. Well, that well, Mulaney has famously has a dog, Petunia. There, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Petunia. Yeah. I wonder where I wonder where Petunia goes. Yeah, she Probably with the broad. I would definitely he's always traveling. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, best wishes for John Mulaney. I hope the kid is healthy and I hope the, you, you uh, it is funny to see the children. Again, I'm a John Mulaney fan, but the, the children that follow him that are melting down over this. You mispronounced Casey. Best wishes to Casey. No, no. I hope Casey suffers the rest of the day. <laughs> I hope it doesn't work. And he has to live for like a week. Like, what if it just fixes her? She gets like three more years. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, what's Max dog and always sunny Poppins. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just keeps coming back. They have the junkyard cat too, <laughs> which is great. It's funny. Uh, you know, someone, I think someone called into Kirk's show the other day and asked about always sunny. Like they said a lot of shows past their prime after seven seasons. Do you think the same thing about sunny? But I mean, sunny didn't, sunny had a lot longer run. But like, I think now they're pretty past their prime. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't like I haven't watched. watched like the last three seasons. Me either. It's way past. So I, guess, I guess I can't speak to it necessarily, but it started getting a little weird. Well, I mean, if it was just as good as when it started, you'd be like, I can't wait for the next season to exactly. Air. Yeah, the weirdest where it really lost me, I think, was um, uh, the episode where Mac comes out to his dad. Before, yeah. so before, well, Mac came, Mac was gay for the last like couple seasons before this, I think. Didn't like he? they find they just went from and they always like alluded to it to he finally acknowledged he was gay. Um, but in the episode where he comes out to his dad, it's supposed to be this big. He's trying to think of how to do it, and then at the end, the the episode ends with um some bizarre, very serious dance number. And uh, Rob McElhaney tweeted before that episode. He's like, hey, you know, some people are going to love this. Some people are really going to hate it. Um, I just hope you appreciate whatever. I forget how he phrased it. Uh, but basically acknowledge that it was a weird episode. But I didn't love it or hate it. I was incredibly confused by it. This was in the last season? Or just the, um, oh, the, when he came out? 
Maybe two seasons ago. Yeah. Season, probably season. You know what happened? Or- they hit gold with the Dayman Nightman shit, and they. I feel like they've been sneaky trying to get that again. Like they did it with the Birds of Prey. Remember that was actually a wicked funny episode. But no, no, no. But you're. I'm not. I'm not doing it justice because it wasn't that. It was like a very serious. Like I think maybe it's just something that I can't relate to. Were they just trying to? Was it someone's creative vision they just were going for? That kind of I deal? I think so, yeah. Because there's not it's not meant to be funny. Was this before he did, he realized he wasn't gay on the cruise? And, and no, it's after that. Oh, I think that's roughly where I stopped watching. Okay, yeah, no, it's after that. And it was like a it's a interesting storyline, but I, if anyone can explain it to me, I, it's, I've been pondering it for years and I can't figure it out. Killer Kowalski says... Uh, um, that episode is actually really good. It takes a couple watches. Okay, so they, yeah, that's maybe I got to go back and watch it again because I was I was very baffled by it. It didn't make any sense to me. Uh, maybe I, I'll go back. I don't. It's mar- amazing that show's uh, renewed for another like three seasons or something. No shit. It's like what else yeah. are you gonna do? Like like South Park can go on forever because they literally make something an episode about what happened last week and then put it out. You right. know, like it's quick. This shit takes forever and then by the time i thought the the best uh artistically done episode of it's always sunny was that episode when they did it in one shot for the whole time do you remember that one what's the story one um it was when they uh i think someone was coming to inspect the bar Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was basically like following Charlie around to do like all, all this All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That episode was great. Uh, I mean, there's a million great Sunny episodes, but... Wade Boggs episode, very good. Of course. Always Sunny needs to bring back more blackface. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the last couple seasons I watched had like some real stinkers, but like one or two classic episodes. Like the Wade Boggs remake where they did it with all women, I thought was very funny and well done because they were making fun of the idea of rebooting something just to do it with like all women or a different race or something like that. Who was it? Like D and the waitress? It was D the waitress, Artemis. Oh yeah. I forgot about and her. like Charlie's mom or something. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> ah, maybe. Is that a, is that on Netflix still or no? I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, maybe that's probably that might actually be why I haven't watched it. To be honest with you. Speaking of Hulu, by the way, uh, which if you uh, you don't have Hulu, no, well, you're missing out, my friend. Oh, there is. I think this is maybe on Fox or something. Fox has decided uh, that game shows that were on in the '60s, uh, rebooting those is a good way to go for network television right now. So they have two shows that I know of. I'm pretty sure these are both on Fox, um, but I know they're both on Hulu. Uh, name that tune and celebrity dating game. And they're both like the similar, similar format in the sense. I mean, I guess this is maybe how they were done originally. Um, but name that tune is hosted by uh, Jane Krakowski, Jenna from 30 rock. Yeah, and her wacky sidekick is Randy Jackson, <laughs> which is like I don't know. Did you not make enough money from American Idol? Why are you doing this? this? That's real. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I, you think if you're watching it, you think it's a 30 Rock sketch. I was going to say, it sounds like an SNL bit or something. Yeah, no, it seemed, yeah, it does seem like an episode of 30 Rock. <laughs> but um, very similarly, we stumbled upon the celebrity dating game, which I think we're going to have to watch an episode on Patreon. I think that's going to have to be a TV time capsule at some point. Kirk 5K says celebrity dating game is on ABC after The Bachelor. ABC. Okay, I'm sorry. So I can't put it all on Fox. Hmm. Um, so I'm a fan so, of game shows though. Like uh game show network hits, hits really good sometimes. Sure. I'm a fan of like trivia game shows and shit. This yeah. is not that no, <laughs> even like name that tune while it's done incredibly corny. There are some where I'm like, I, I get into it a little bit, you know, yeah. and it's very easy. It's all like wicked easy music that I would know. <laughs> yeah. So they hook in dummies like me. <laughs> um, but the celebrity dating game is a, a category of its own, I would say. So you have, uh, it's hosted by Zoe Dejanel. Love her. Love Zoe Dejanel. And it, you feel bad because the entire time she is essentially saying, how did it come to this for me? <laughs> like how Ugh. I was the star of a pretty big network sitcom. <laughs> movie. She was in one of the biggest movies ever, Elf. Yeah, maybe the biggest Christmas movie ever. Well, eh, probably not. I was going to say maybe the biggest ever money-wise, but I don't know how much. Uh, it it might not. Probably, right? I mean, it just came out, but that was an instant classic, and everyone quotes it more than anything, like more than Christmas Vacation, that other fucking black and white movie that pisses me off that everyone loves. Yeah. Um, what is it? I don't remember. The Every Time a Bell Rings, an Angel Gets Its Wings. Fuck that movie. Well, now she seemingly uh, begrudgingly is hosting celebrity, uh, what do I call it? Celebrity match game? Celebrity dating game? Match game um, is awesome. I love match game. Well, her sidekick for this venture is none other than uh, legendary singer Michael Bolton. That's what uh, Kirk 5K beat you to it. <laughs> and, and he he is also, has even more of a tone in his voice of... What have I done? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, you know, when you watch Zoe Dejanel on there and she throws out some cute lines, and you're like, ah, oh, that's my girl, Zoe. That's <laughs> that's new. That's Jessica Day. But Michael Bolton has this, uh, when they kick it to him, they this delivery of, oh, God, why am I here? <laughs> you just hear the jiggling of the ice with his whiskey. <laughs> and I don't know if, I don't know if because of the song he did with uh, Lonely Island that like, He's supposed to be funny now. Which which song did he do with them? Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. I don't know if I heard that one. It's not a bad one. He's a cinephile. No no it's dick the, uh, no dick in a box. So I take it. No 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 different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he gives these like very corny one liners, and then halfway through the episode, mind you, there is no goal of this game show. The idea, I guess, is that at the end, whoever the celebrity picks is going to go on a date with the person they matched up with, which I can assure you doesn't happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> there is zero chance. In fact, I think most of the people on the show are actors because... Oh, that would be they, the worst thing to come out. I couldn't I couldn't trust game shows ever again. Well, the game is... It's very similar to Family Feud in the sense that, like, they set the contestants up with, like... Um, you know, uh, contestant number two, if you were going to have something hard in your pants for me, <laughs> what would it be? 
<laughs> and the contestant's like, my penis? And everyone's like, whoa, that's whoa. awfully sexual. <laughs> there was no way that was driven towards that. Yeah, so it's very much like that. Like, I'm trying to think. Um, one was... Uh, Ah, fuck. We're going to have to watch it so we can get the... It's horribly corny and, like, very obviously scripted and written. Um, And for some reason, halfway through the episode... Now, there is no incentive for the contestants to guess who the celebrity is. Mm -hmm. Like, you get nothing from that. If you say, hey, it's Joey Lawrence from Blossom. (laughs) You're right, but you get nothing out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? And um, halfway through the game... Michael Bolton comes out and sings a parody of a classic tune to give you hints about who the contestant is. Oh, Jesus. So, like, uh, like he'll, he'll sing, like, you're, you're the wind beneath my wings. But it's like, you are the third lead on Blackish. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. The celebrity dating game? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, look at Zoe Deschanel. She, uh, I'd kill my family for her. Well, she's a, uh, you know, I hope she wouldn't sink down to that level, but it seems like you're catching her on a downtrend if you want to do that. Yeah. Good. Good. Possibly. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just, uh, recorded it. So I'll have all the episodes recording. Oh, good. Thank uh, you. That's what I was doing right there. Sorry. <laughs> Excellent. So we're good. Yeah. You gotta, I think we'll have to watch the first episode because that is by far the, the corniest of the two or three that I saw. Yeah. They, they haven't caught their groove yet. <laughs> no, it's Yeah. It's, you know, maybe someday they really hit those stri- their stride and we'll look back at the pilot as like, Oh, could you believe we did this? <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna have to watch that at some point. It is an abomination. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Network TV in general, like, uh, uh, Ted Lasso is a big indictment on network television. Cause there's nothing in that show. Like I, like, Alba loves it. I enjoyed the first season. This season has kind of lost me. Were you guys talking about that this week? Because I saw a lot of backlash and everyone loves it. No, and I, I, I don't think I was there for that. I mean, that was Friday because the, the, the Twitter outrage over that was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The show? I, I haven't seen it yet. The second season has lost me a little bit. It's very. So, well, my point is the reason I brought it up is it's very network. Mm. Like it's perfect for NBC. Right. You know, where it's like there are some jokes that would maybe be borderline for network sitcoms. But other than that, there's nothing, you know, you'd have to clean up the swearing, I guess. That would be about it. You know what show I enjoyed? Uh, I don't know what happened to it. Maybe it got canceled. Was uh, that Will Forte show where, like, the world ends? Uh, Last Man on Earth? Yeah. I mean, the, That's one another of the, one. the first couple seasons of that were very funny. So funny. Like, one of the first scenes of that show, he cut a hole in a diving board and was using it to take shits. Like, that's fucking funny. Yeah, I mean Brooklyn Nine Nine was like had its moments also. I enjoyed that show, but my, then- it's amazing how bad network sitcoms are. Considering my bar for them is so low, right? Meaning like 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 I I enjoy How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cheese in there, a lot of corny shit. Yeah, people will be like, you watch the show? I'm like, no. <laughs> there is a lot of cornball shit, whether it's, you know, cheesy, sappy moments or like horribly written jokes. But there's also moments that are genuinely pretty funny in there. Um, and it's the same with like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, Last Man on Earth, I think the first couple of seasons were like genuinely funny. Uh, um, but like the bar for network sitcoms is so low and they still manage to fuck it up. 
Dan Sullivan uh, asks, uh, he watched Hear No Evil, See No Evil, where Richard Pryor is blind and Gene Wilder is deaf. Mike, have you seen it? And what do you think of Pryor's performance? I, I have not. I want to watch. I haven't seen uh, any of the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor movies, which I should. I want to go back and watch those. Yeah. Barney from How I Met Your Mother would be so canceled now. <laughs> Very much oh so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, he essentially plays a rapist. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> you know, like these scenarios that he uh, uh, explains himself being in are sexual assault. <laughs> More often than not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's tricking women into sex with them. His apartment. You know, there's his apartment. Certainly a gray area, at the very least. Yeah, he turned his apartment into like a sex dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would fly now. With like mouse traps and shit, <laughs> like <laughs> people can't leave. Yeah, and yeah, you'll see that on uh, FX uh, at you know six p.m. Yep, you sure will. You know my, you know my favorite thing with that shit. I thought of this the other day because um, Seinfeld is going to be on Netflix in October. I can't wait. And Netflix kind of did a spoof of this, I guess. They made a trailer as if Seinfeld was like a new show coming to Netflix. But my favorite thing was when, like, you know, uh, My TV 38 or like the CW or one of those channels would do that, where it's like, uh, coming up tonight at 6 30, uh, Kramer is going back to work. And then it's a clip like, uh, Jerry, the strike is over. And they present this episode like it's a new thing that you haven't seen. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Really? You've never seen like a clip, like a commercial on like for a syndicated show that's going to be on Fox at like 6 p.m. or something? I don't know. Probably the way you're describing it. I have no idea. Oh, well, I guess no one's going to go with me on this one. I mean, yes, well, I have. I'm yeah, sure yeah, people yeah. have seen what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> um, let's see. What should we do? Uh, Robin D'Angelo, I suppose. <laughs> Your fucking teacher. Yeah, I always like to pay homage to the prof. Um, so if you guys don't know, I was, uh, I was a student of the great... Robin D'Angelo, uh, former Westfield State producer, I mean, producer, professor. I wish he was a producer. I'd hire uh, former Westfield State professor turned author of White Fragility. And I guess is she out now because she's written another book or something? I don't know what this is for. I think everyone just tries to she'll she'll say something that'll get, you know, people buzzing. Yeah, so uh, the last time we heard from old Robbie was, uh, what did she say? That she, oh, she realized when she was like 36 that she was white. And not just white, Mike, just loudly, obnoxiously white. Obnoxious, yeah, she, uh, you know, she dropped her bagel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And realized, oh, great Scott, I'm white. <laughs> so now it's funny that it, took her till her 30s to realize that because uh, evidently she became white much earlier than that it seems. I'm curious let's hope this plays and we don't have a reissue no echo white people are invested in the racist status quo for for lots of reasons Um, and I think it's unfortunate but I do think we have to see it as in our own best interests. So a couple things have to happen there. One is 
it's a little more abstract, but it's like you almost have to un, un dismantle your very identity to the core and rebuild <laughs> it. Because even before I took my first breath, as my mother carried me in pregnancy, the forces of race were operating on on us. <laughs> White. That's so who's, who's leading the forces of race, might I ask? Don King. <laughs> I think it would be the opposite. Oh, yeah, that's true, maybe. <laughs> but I, yeah, let's let's go back. We might have to play that clip again. Oops. Uh, because there's something specific I want to hear in there. Let's let's play oh, that again. Yeah. Because Robin D'Angelo, it's very strange. Uh, her idea of race, because I don't know that she's very consistent on this issue. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> it's possible. Let me hear this again racist status quo for for lots of reasons um and i think it's unfortunate but i do think we have to see it as in our own best interests so a couple things have to happen there one is it's a little more abstract but it's like you almost have to un un dismantle your very identity to the core and rebuild it because he so i was born white Whoa! So, oh, fuck you! I, I, I just want to know here for my, uh, you know, I'm going through the handbook here. You're a fucking asshole. Who gets born white, man? That's I know it was disgusting. unfortunate, but that's just the luck of the draw, I suppose. You piece of shit. Yeah. Um. So it's not racist to tell me I have to go back and deconstruct everything I've ever done in my life because of how I was born. That's not racist to tell me. <laughs> like, that's what I don't understand. What is she saying? I have to deconstruct. I don't know my skin color. So I've been watching. I've watched this a few times now, and I still don't quite get it. All I know is the message that she wants out there is that white people still suck. She is a true nut, and she is someone that's been broken because, uh, you know, like when I had her as a professor, she said a lot of this shit. Like the one I point to um, that stuck out most was. Uh, that only white people can be racist. Other races um, can't be racist, which is extreme, but I've heard that before. It's like the idea you have to be in uh, the power position in order to oppress people and that sort of thing. Um, so I don't necessarily agree with it, but it was a point that I could wrap my mind around. <laughs> but she has been broken to the point of like, well, how do I top myself? Because exactly. I can't write another book because I've already said how bad white people are. She'll have to do. So now what I have to do is deconstruct the race and get rid of them. She'll have to do a book on how awesome black people are at each thing and how white people suck at each thing. Yeah, that'd be good. You know what? She should do that. A straight comparison. I wouldn't be right. Hey, you, have you ever noticed this you, group is better at dancing? Do you see this white guy's penmanship? Horrible. <laughs> Like just stupid uh, shit like that. Be funny. Yeah, that's not racist at all. To be like, she's literally pointing out things that white people inherently do. So it's odd because what she's saying is, she said, you know, you have to deconstruct it because it's in you from birth. So essentially, she's saying, um, like, I was born with star guards, which is the form of uh, macular degeneration that I have. Now. You know, I've been accused of being lazy in the past, and apparently it strikes again oh. because I'm being very lazy with this disability. Oh my god! I just got I just got a great idea for one of those uh, videos for Sako 
the the re- <laughs> just read you tell me after no it would just be you redoing um guardians of the galaxy and instead of star lord you're star guards <laughs> see again much like the great geary that's not an idea it's wordplay no it'd just be you but he would you would do the same shit but he would just be blind and doing stuff blind people do would be funny I he, suppose. He went, anyways he went by star guards anyways <laughs> it's a very real disease but my point is, my very serious point was that, that Sorry. what Robin D'Angelo is saying is that uh, if, say, if you're born with something, like it's a, a hereditary uh, thing that I have. So if you were born like that, much like I was born white, I can go back and just deconstruct and chip away at that. So then I'll be able to see, right? Is that the idea? Like I won't be white if I go back and deconstruct it? Right. Exactly. Oh, that's pretty cool. I st- I'm just agreeing with you because I still am confused by it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess we'll have to play it again. Fuck. <laughs> We're not stopping until we get it. White people are invested in the racist status quo for, for lots of reasons. Um, and I think it's unfortunate, but I do think we have to see it as in our own best interests. So a couple things have to happen there. One is... It's a little more abstract, but it's like you almost have to un, un dismantle your very identity to the core and rebuild it. Because even before I took my Dude, okay, I still don't get that. So, is it instead like I have to? I don't know, nope, nope. I believe. Nope. I believe all. I, uh, she and I are pals. I'm only having know? racist thoughts right now. <laughs> I listen. I studied at her hand. I'm sort of her protege. Yeah. So if I may, for a moment. I believe what the good professor is trying to say is that uh, everything I do and everything you do and everything the white man does, uh, he does because he's white. Right. So so what you have to do is go back through your life and deconstruct that and say, oh, I was doing these things because I was white and this is because I'm, and I had this thought because I'm white uh, and kind of retrace your steps and say, but what if I was a different race? How would I have done all these things? Well, I'm, I believe that's what she's saying. I'm trying to think of how to say this without saying it out loud. Uh, <laughs> so like, you have to go deconstruct who you are as, uh, you know, to your core. Like, I'm Italian. Yes. I, I like because, like Because everything we've done our entire lives is based on race. But I like. Which definitely isn't racist. I like pizza. I am Italian. Does that mean I have to start yes, eating? That's exactly why. Yeah, you fucking other, grease ball. Exactly. Do I have to start eating other foods? You know. Yes. Like yeah. collard greens. <laughs> Shit. No, 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 no. Uh, you could start with Thai food, maybe. Okay. Like you <laughs> did you hear it? Uh, the confidence in my voice as I said it. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. No, we're not in, I- in IKEA on uh, Juneteenth. <laughs> To be fair, I am I am having Chinese food for lunch today, so I'll start. You already I'll, started. I'll start today. Was that the dog's favorite meal? <laughs> I'll bring some fried rice over. We all gather around and have Casey's favorite dish, uh, General Sows. Yeah, I got some of that. Well, there you go. That's probably my favorite. General Sows, a little crab rangoon. Yep, got that. Uh, hmm, what else do I like? A little brown rice is not bad. A little like white rice. I think I prefer white rice, actually. Really? Oh no! Oh no! Fuck! Never mind. No, no, no! I don't. Wow! No, no, no! no. Did she not teach you anything? Evidently not. Wow! 
Who likes white rice over brown rice? Nobody. That's you're damn right. Not me. <laughs> white rice is good if you put general sows on it. You know, interracial <laughs> couples, people learning. There we go. We're mixing. Yeah. We're mixing on the plate and in our lives. <laughs> but you're also not allowed to do that because then uh, other people are like, why are you with that white boy? You know what I mean? Oh, right. That's bad, right? Sometimes. Because we would be culturally appropriating. Um, it's very confusing. Well, from what I gather, uh, a lot of like, Black Lives Matter wants equal rights for black people, which I think, for the most part, in certain places, I'm sure, like Tennessee... Like Western people, like there's probably issues, but for the most part, everyone's pretty goddamn equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. They I seem, mean, like, yeah. They seem to want to resegregate shit, which yes. I don't get. Yeah, no, you're right. No, the, the, you're wrong, Craig. These things right. definitely wouldn't go away right. if we stopped focusing so much on race. Right. Right. And yeah. stopped making everything a fucking issue. Wait a minute. We're doing exactly what they want. We forgot about Afghanistan. We haven't been talking about Afghanistan. Damn it. Well, we talked about it. No, you can I know. find it here on this program. No, now I know what they're doing. They're just trying to get us to change the topic. Well, on patreon.com slash blind Mike this week, we talked about uh, Afghanistan with the Channel Zero boys. We got into that. Mm-hmm, we did. We also got into some, by the way, the Channel Zero podcast is coming back on 9-11, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so check them out. But we try, if you want a little preview on Patreon, uh, we talked about a couple stories that I do think we almost made that the free episode this week. We did almost, yes. Um, but I just felt like there were too many topical things that weren't this. But if you're interested in that Bishop Sycamore story, maybe you've heard a lot about it, but you certainly haven't heard the accusations that were made on that program. Oh, they were wild. He was feeling himself. <laughs> yeah, so there are some thoughts that maybe you haven't heard elsewhere on uh, the Bishop Sycamore story. You can check that out on Patreon. Uh, we also talked about a... Uh, a parkland survivor that is, has an interesting home living situation. And and just hearing that sentence, it's not what you think. No, no. It's it really isn't. <laughs> we really just read an article. That was it. Oh, let me ask you this, because now I mean we're not gonna get into it today, but maybe at some point during the week we will. Is it am I allowed so I heard um I don't know if you saw me retweet or I think I sent it to you. Uh that Lori Lightfoot thing. Yep, I have it here. Um, so the only place I've heard talk about that is, uh, Tim Dillon. Mm-hmm. Am I, if I hear something on a podcast and no one else is talking about it, am I allowed to also talk about it? Or is that like stealing from him? Well, as long as you say where you heard it from. Yeah. Okay. So it's, I just have to give him credit. Yeah. It's citing your work, right? Yeah. Cause I think that's, I think it's a very funny story. It's <laughs> Did you read of, it? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, how does it say, uh, did the, the limo company out her? Is that what it was? Because it seems an. Uh, I believe so. So I guess the limo company responded. I don't. I don't know how anyone found it. You know what? How's that for a tease? Tune in Tuesday, and we'll go over this puppy. Yes. Yeah. Go to Patreon.com/slash/BlindMike. Uh, you know there may no, be no episode of very good show this week, but you can always check out the archives if you haven't listened. Go back and listen to all the fun episode. I w- I wouldn't start with last week's episode, but that's just me. Yep. Don't. You nope. can start with any other episode. Actually, actually, if you want to go listen to last week's, go to the 30-minute mark and start from there. Oh, or yeah, or that. Do that. No, because Matt tanked um, his own show. So. Yeah, go listen to a very good show. Check out our boy. By the way, if you if you do your own podcast, uh, check out our guy, Matt from Rhode Island. He cuts all our clips, and he runs vaulted podcasts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. 
podcasting studio so you can get uh, your podcast sounding great. Make sure you, sure you check out our boy not, from Vaulted Podcast. Not only sounding great, looking great, too. He sounding great, looking great. Video. All aspects. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check that out. And uh, check out our boys at tutors.com. If you're a, an indulger of uh, cannabis or hemp or any of that stuff, make sure you check out uh, tutors.com and use promo code Mike at checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. So... I think that's about it for this week, unless uh, the commenters have anything or you've got anything before we get out of here. No, people just calling her insane, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Robin D? Yep. Oh, she's a lovely gal. She she seems like a treat. She's a a peach. (laughs) She was very nice to me. I'll say that she was very nice. Oh, yeah. A bit bit of a kook. You're not not the bad kind of white. You're Italian, so. And disabled, don't forget. And disabled, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Judge me for my eyes, not my skin. Exactly. I identify as blind. <laughs> I really do. That's my name. <laughs> That's very true. The name of this program. <laughs> You're blind Mike underscore, buddy. Yes. So uh, we'll, ch- we'll, we'll you'll hear from us throughout the week. And if you missed more on money today, by the way, then uh, it'll be up tomorrow. I just, because we were doing this episode, I didn't. Oh, real quick. That reminds me. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this notification thing bother anyone else? I don't right. know what we're doing uh, wrong. I'm trying to think. My only assumption, if people are getting a bunch of emails. To be fair, I, I've only heard the complaint from one guy who has a pretty huge platform. Well, they all know. I mean, immediately, <laughs> like, Dave and uh, Chris knew what he was talking about. Right. So, I like, you know what I mean? At the very least, it's uh, noteworthy. <laughs> Dave said we were on top of it, though. He enjoyed it. He knows a little too much. Line. I think was his phrasing. So let us know. I can. I don't know how off the top of my head, but I'll look it up. Do you guys prefer to know when we're going live and getting an email for it, or would you rather? So let me let me uh, tell you this though. Not. When I so I upload more on money myself. Right. When I do that, I believe there's a checkbox uh, saying, "Do you want to notify patrons of this post?" Oh, Chef Lewis says he's fine with it. Um, yeah, so I think the only annoying thing is people get an email and notification when we go live and then again when we post the audio. Yeah. Uh, so I can see where those would pile up. Yeah, email and Twitter. So let us know. If it bothers you, if not, uh, we'll keep doing it. Who gives a fuck? We, we, I want to know the people that are in here right now who did get the email notification. Are you happy you got it? Did you know Is that we were, why you're listening? Yeah. Did, did we promote well enough that we were going live today? Did you know prior to getting it? Let us yeah, know. I think most likely we'll keep doing it, but we can prob- if we can figure out how to, st- we can probably stop on the audio notifying post. that the audio is up yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, let us Because I can see that being annoying. That's true. All right. Well, if you want to know what we're talking about, <laughs> if you want those emails, go check out patreon.com slash blind Mike, and uh, we'll talk to you throughout the week. And I think to myself, wow, what a beautiful world. I see clouds of rain. Ha, 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 ha.